Hey everybody, when you hear that music, yeah, the toddling town of Chicago, yes, Rebob, it reminds me of the White Sox in the 50s, and we are just about two days away from real live baseball with a box score and everything for my good buddy in St. Louis, he can start looking at box scores, we got baseball on Sunday, yeah, Grapefruit League, Cactus League, baseball, and they're playing each other, not some college team, it's great, it's going to be fun. I uh, hope to get down there, but uh, you never know. The pandemic is still ongoing, but we have a great show tonight. We have a little discussion going on about the world of gambling as it pertains to sports in stadium. Betting is going to be a wave of the future. And, uh, you know, Joe Jackson is just rolling around in his grave wondering, wait a minute, you've got me being banned for life for baseball, kept out of the Hall of Fame along with my good buddy Pete Rose, not my good buddy, and not even Joe Jackson's. They didn't really play together. <laughs> Maybe in heaven. And uh, so you've gone from the Black Sox scandal to the Bally Sports Network taking over for Fox Sports Midwest, Fox Sports Wisconsin, Fox Sports whatever. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that later on with uh, another guest, Dwayne Stats. But tonight we got Andrew Uretsky, and Andrew's going to talk a little bit about uh, the gaming world as he sees it, some of the tricks of the trade, not that he's recommending any particular moves. We're going to talk about some of the digital uh, media that is now taking shape in the world of trading, uh, not only trading cards, but also in the world of uh, digital uh, files auctioned off so that only several people have whatever digital file might be uh, important. For example, let's just say that uh, Lou Gehrig's speech, his farewell address, uh, somebody had the original ver version of that and turned it into a digital file. I think they'd probably make a couple million bucks off of selling that. Anyway, we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, in-stadium gambling and the use of some of these facilities for sports books because of the now apparent steamroller effect of uh, gambling in stadiums. And so also, I believe the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly the Oakland Raiders, formerly the Los Angeles Raiders, back to Oakland, now to Las Vegas, had a sports gambling facility in their ballpark. And, of course, that's in Las Vegas, so one would certainly expect that to happen. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, and we will just catch up with Andrew. It's been about a year since we chatted with him on the podcast, and so we're going to get a chance to do that again. We're looking forward to that, and uh, that should be pretty good. So uh, we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Rays coming up with our interview with Dwayne Stats, which will be posted in a couple of days, and then on Monday... Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how we want to spread out this excitement, because you can't, on the lighter side of baseball, dump it all together, because, I, you know, you need to pace ourselves as we get closer and closer to April Fool's Day, also known as opening day. So, uh, April Fool, that's going to be a lot of betters that uh, start betting on baseball. And so, uh, we're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, the trade they made of Snell, which seems to be crazy, uh, who won the offseason in Dwayne's opinion, and stuff like that. And then on Monday, as I was getting ready to say, uh, we'll have Manny Sanchez back. Big ratings with Manny. Big ratings. He is great. He is the gatekeeper for the uh, what used to be Comiskey Park, Cellular Field, now Guaranteed Rate 
stadium, I guess, the house that Jerry Reinsdorf built. So we'll talk about that. So we're going to take a quick break here at the the mark that we're at, and uh, then we're going to uh, zoom in on Andrew Uretsky to see what is on the gambling agenda for the year. So if you just stay tuned for a second, we will uh, be back with Andrew Uretsky in just a few seconds. Hey everybody, that's Andrew Uretsky in the background, my son, one of my all-time great guests. He's got his kids taken care of for the evening, and we're Zooming away, and we got on the Zoom, and I see a, a background that I'm not familiar with. I mean, Andrew's quite high-tech and a patent attorney, and I am definitely everything that that isn't. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, I like the thank background. Thank you for having me. You're more than... More than welcome. Your ratings were really high. I thought, you know, our show was okay last time, uh, as most of the shows are, but I mean, people loved it. So here we are again, uh, talking about something that uh, I think is really coming on strong after three years following the Supreme Court ruling in Murphy versus the National Collegiate Athletic Association. How about that? I don't, is that... The real case? Yeah, I think that's the case that made sports betting uh, legal everywhere besides New Jersey and and uh, Nevada. But you're the expert, you tell me. And you're a lawyer. Apparently not. Apparently I'm not the expert. You are too. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> What's the background? Tell everybody because we're not doing a live feed or a dead feed. It's, it's the uh, Westgate Sportsbook, I believe. And where is the Westgate Sportsbook located? In Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. Is that like in a hotel or is there just a sportsbook called Westgate out there? Uh, it's one of the top two or three sportsbooks in, in Vegas. I got you. Circa is brand new. And that's that's like the one that everyone loves because they, uh, they take action from gamblers. They don't. They take a lot more action. They don't limit their uh, the winners, so everyone loves. And they just opened up like a few months ago. Do you want to explain what you just said? Because, like many yeah, listeners, so, I'm not following you. So, for good sports, for winning sports betters, the uh, the casinos all figure out who they are, and they limit their what they can get down on a game. So a lot of people, a lot of some of the some of the sports books will even like not take action from certain people and, and others still limit you to a thousand bucks or 5,000 or 10,000. But, and Circa is a brand new casino and their, uh, their philosophy, their sports book manager's philosophy is to uh, take just about any type of action. They were, they were taking like up to $10,000 on prop bets from anyone, which is pretty unheard of. Most props are limited to like thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. So by prop bets, the only during the Super Bowl context, Super Bowl. 
well, they're 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 during every game now, but every NFL game and and pretty much there's certain props for just about every sport, but they're by far the biggest during the Super Bowl. And that's kind of when people it's the only time you can make a lot of money at props because at other times they're very limited. Like during the normal season, you can only get down like a hundred or 200 bucks on most props, especially if you're a winning better. So, and so they keep track of who's a winning better and who's not a winning better. Right. All these, all the casinos basically know they figure out who's uh, winning better. And, it's like it's often a cat and mouse game like a lot of people their whole business is like it's like a conglomerate of 50 people that are trying to put bets down so that's really the 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 biggest limit to to making the the biggest impediment to making money as a sports better if you're if you're winning sports better is being able to get down enough money because a lot of these, if the if the if the best sports betters in the world could put down unlimited money, they'd make so much more money. But there, it's all half of half of sports betting these days is trying to find sports books that'll take your bets. Basically, how do they kind of like the card? It's kind of like the card counting in in Vegas. How they won't let you do it, and it's it's a similar concept. They how do they know that the best sports gambler in the world doesn't get? A sucker like me to go in and place his bets for him where they think their algorithm tells them that I'm a loser. They, I mean, they do that. That's that's what kind of what I was saying. How they get teams of fifty people that in. I mean, I imagine at some point you, the books recognize that person. If there are only so many people, you can find that the sports books won't know. Basically, so in. The old days, which I would say was a year ago, last time I was in Las Vegas, and you'd go to a sports book at Caesar's Palace, for example. You're there in person. You're, you know, betting. Let's say you're betting on baseball, and you put on a hundred bucks to win 120 or whatever the goofy odds are. Now a day, you can use your phone to bet, right? I've seen you do it on holidays. <laughs> that's that's all you. Virginia just started sports betting, like right before the Super Bowl. And that's all they have is online. Well, mostly for COVID reasons. Well, all, all for COVID reasons, pretty much. But but like there's only mobile betting in Virginia. And most of the states that have legalized, there's it's uh, Illinois mobile. And uh, although they have in-person too, I think. But Virginia has no in-person right now. It's just there's there a bunch of casino licenses and they're supposed to open up here in the next several years. But Right now, it's all mobile betting in Virginia. But now, I'm sitting in Leawood, Kansas, with my phone. I cannot bet mobile on a mobile phone in Virginia. Is that correct? Right. You have to be. They all use location software to, and you have to be in the state while you're. You don't have to. Most of the places you don't have to be a resident. Like anyone can come to Virginia and bet as long as they're in Virginia when they make the bet. As long as you have a phone or an iPad. Right. And internet. Okay. So I think well, some states may be different. You actually have to be a resident, but I'm not sure on that. What about in-place betting? 
besides Atlantic City, if they still, if that's still a, a city that exists, I guess it is. Uh, <laughs> although I guess they just blew up the former president's hotel. <laughs> Tough yeah. break. Uh, don't turn off you Trump fans. I love you. Just kidding out there. Uh, with respect to going and placing a bet besides Atlantic City or Las Vegas, you you can do that now in other places, right? Yeah, New Jersey has a bunch. New Jersey did. New Jersey sports betting did more money than Vegas last year. They they did a uh, six billion dollars worth of uh, bets, not not revenue or profit, because it's only probably five to ten percent profit. But other places, they in took six, Atlantic City. Um, I don't know where the, there are places other than Atlantic City. I believe I don't know to be honest, but. There's, I know there's a, there's like a DraftKings casino, I believe. And, uh, but I don't know where they are. I don't know if they're in Atlantic city or what. So Penn national, which I'd never heard of until I was watching them on TV was talking about their growth and their purchase of barstool radio and how that's just going through the roof in terms of Mm. not only investment, in that corporation, but also in their expansion into Illinois, they're a Pennsylvania company, da, 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 da. What do you know about yeah. those guys? Uh, well, I know I have pen, pen gaming stock that was up 300% about a couple months ago. Now it's only up 200%, but it's still, uh, it's still been a pretty profitable stock for me. Uh, so that's good. I know everybody's happy about that. That's good. Better than betting, I guess. Or are you up 200% betting this year? Uh, definitely not 200%, but it's, it's hard to lose. Well, besides the last week, (laughs) everything, if you're pretty heavily in NASDAQ, then you've lost quite a bit of money this week. But I mean, the stock market is just gambling is, uh, one of my favorite podcast is like the largest casino in the world the u.s stock market okay let's not plug other podcasts dude we're on here for the- i didn't even give the name of it <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding uh andrew made a living for a long time before law school and during law school and after law school uh, sometimes getting into uh, card games online and uh so he is what i would say is quite an expert in the field of online gaming uh did you give up online gambling and now have you seen the light? Have you totally stopped betting or do you still continue to bet occasionally? Uh, sports betting or yeah, sports poker? betting. Not, not, yeah, sports betting. Not not no, I, I I do I do a decent amount of sports betting. Well, with the NFL I did. I lost a bunch on the Super Bowl because Kelsey and Tyreek couldn't get a single touchdown. It was a tough, tough day for Chiefs fans. They'll be back next year, along with the Bears in the Super Bowl, I'm sure. So, did you do a prop bet in the in the uh, uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, a bunch of props. As I mentioned, Kelsey and Tyreek getting touchdowns were some of my biggest props that didn't happen. So they had a list of prop bets. Do you have to hit them all to win, or can you like? make one prop bet on the coin flip and then no, every, call it a day. I, I, it sounds like you're talking about like the little sheets that like kind of P 
people do in a group where you all fill out a sheet or something with a bunch yeah, of props. That's the extent of my gambling expertise. That yeah, with the casinos, they're all individual. Each one of those would just be an individual bet of however much money you want to put down. But it's but you're saying that the action, as you say, the amount you can lay down on that kind of a bet is generally limited. Yeah, for sure. Um, those are much more limited. The the good guys can't get down more than a couple thousand on most of those. So what's the difference between... I can get down as much as I want. <laughs> what's the difference between that and a field bet in craps? Which is I mean, a better bet? Well, the I mean, the props bets, the value of each prop bet depends on the prop bet. Like... Like say the if the prop bet is Kelsey getting eighty yards receiving, I think it was actually like hundred and one or something. But I mean, the value of that is based on your your model that you because all the most of the sports betters have their own uh, computer models that will spit out how many yards they think Kelsey's going to have. So the value of any given bet is how much they think Kelsey's going to have on average versus what the actual prop is. So and then it's also, and it's also shaded in terms of money. Like I believe you, you mentioned on your podcast a couple of weeks ago about the minus one tens that you didn't really totally understand. Don't and so the casinos, they can shade all the bets as much as they want. Like, um, if you have a point spread of of three, we're getting away from props, but if you have a point spread of three, rather than moving the line to three and a half, they can make it three minus 120 so that the better has to spend 120 to win 100. And so a lot of times they'll do that if they don't want to move it off of a key number like three so that they can just basically change how much Vig they're taking on the bet. And it seems like baseball bets are that way, the 120, 75. Yeah, all the baseball bets are like that. The They used to, baseball bets used to be better because they were all minus 105 on each side. I don't think that's the standard anymore. It, it might be. I don't, I don't really bet any baseball, really. What does minus 105 mean? That means you have to bet $105 to win 100. It seems like a really bad idea, worse than putting a hundred dollars on the field and craps. Well, it's a sucker bet or what? No, not really. Not if you think you have an edge and that you know better than that. If, but if I have a hundred bucks and I bet it on red or black, I have a forty-eight point six percent chance of winning. Is do I have right. a good chance of winning at baseball? Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's about the same. All right. So let's talk about, as I understand, but obviously it, it's much more skill involved in sport. Like you, <laughs> theoretically, you, you have you you are actually building a model and you have an opinion on the game versus if you're rolling a roulette wheel, it's you don't. It's completely luck. I guess that's true. When you bet in a sports setting, 
do you have a model that you use? I mean, do you do any prep work before you dial up a bet? Uh, I do. I don't have a model per se. I don't, I do it mostly for recreation, I, but, um, I mean, I do a bunch of research just by like following certain people on Twitter and watching people's podcasts, but that's not a very winning way because any pick that basically any pick that good sports betters are giving out to the public, the, the lines have moved since then. So you can't even, if you're, if you're following other people on like a podcast or on Twitter or something that you usually can't get the same number, like they'll get, they'll get the number at minus six, but then the casinos will move the line when, when good betters bet, they'll move the line based on those bets. So, so oftentimes if you're the, uh, the good betters will move the line store, you can't get the same line. And then it's not as profitable of a bet at that point. And that's kind of, that's why all the good sports bettors, like for NFL will make, try to make a lot of their bets Tuesday or Wednesday before the, the lines get moved because there's, because the NFL is such an efficient market by the time Sunday rolls around, it's, there's almost zero chance of you having an edge on your bet at that point, basically. So you put, put down a, a bet on Tuesday in the NFL on, um, you take the Jets and three over the Raiders, and that's your bet no matter what happens. Right. Stay through Sunday. Right. right. It's not like horse racing. Horse racing is different. <laughs> okay. We won't talk about that. Let's talk about in-game betting, whether you're in your living room. Let's just say you're in your living room, and you're sitting there watching – Duke versus North Carolina basketball. Are you able to, during the course of a game nowadays, put down bets as the game progresses? Yes, you can. Uh, so my understanding with Virginia law was that you weren't going to be able to do in-game betting on college sports, but I put down an in-game bet on the college sports. So I either that isn't being enforced or the, the law changed from when the article that I read or something, but but yeah, you can certainly most places you can put down a bet at any time. They're just constantly moving the lines. And if you win, do you clear the win through an American bank or is it still offshore? No, all the ago? all these new legal ones in the states are all are all American. They they just uh, you just sign they take money from your checking account and they just deposit it in your checking account. They mean whoever you're gambling with, the... right? They're all they're all legit regulated entities in the states now. So tell they're me what still offshore, but what what would be an example of in game betting on a um, NCAA basketball game? Uh, I mean, at any time during the game, they they just are constantly updating. You can bet on the line. So if if the pregame line of Duke North Carolina is Duke by three within the first couple minutes that will change if so say Duke goes goes up big then the line would change to like Duke minus five minus six and the line is just constantly changing with every play basically and and the the uh the vig's a little worse in game because because the casinos are scared that they're uh that they don't have as good of a line so 
So it's usually like minus 115 on both sides of, of in-game bets, meaning you have to bet 115 to win 100. So there's a restaurant in Chicago called The Vig, which was, uh, uh, you know, uh, off, you know, an illegal betting place way back when Old Town was established or in the Roaring Twenties. When you say Vig, is that the same as the juice or what? The... Yeah, yeah, it's the same. And explain that to our podcast folks. Well, I mean, it's the it's the amount that the casino takes for taking the bet base the the fact that each side of the bet if both sides are minus 115 the casino takes 15 dollars of the bet no matter who wins so that's the big you're you're giving up 15 it's not 15 percent, but it's around there um so, just to make the bet so how would a company like FanDuel or a casino go broke or lose money i mean one of those two, FanDuel, before they merged, FanDuel and DraftKings, one of them made money, one of them didn't. But how, how did they not? Well, FanDuel and DraftKings started out not as casinos. It was daily fantasy sports. So, I mean, that's completely different. The, the reason they were, if they were not making money, was likely because, well, they gave away a bunch of promotions and free rolls that, to uh to entice people to play they they have like huge guarantees for like several million dollars and if that tournament doesn't fill up they still owe that money and so if there's like a a three million dollar guarantee with that in order to for a let's say thousand dollar buy-in so um so that you need three thousand people to get to the three million and and oftentimes they would they would be very optimistic to so that they could say three million dollars but oftentimes they'd only get maybe two thousand players so those players are all free rolling for that extra thousand extra million dollars in that case that's an extreme case but and so that is probably why those a lot of the daily fantasy didn't make money often they were they're giving away promotions and and all the casinos now in all the states are giving away promotions. They give the one in Virginia, William Hill. It's it's the most uh, commercial, the one that sports bettors hate the most, probably because they limit action. They're they're all about recreational, and they don't really care about attracting professional sports bettors. And but they just give away a ton of free bets. Like every day, you'll get an email like if you bet. $50 on the Wizards, you can get a free bet for every three-pointer that this person hits. <laughs> and so that so that William Hill does that like daily, basically gives away all these free bets. So back to in-game betting, besides the line moving, can you bet on individual performances? Uh Yes, uh, I, in basketball, probably not. In in football, you can. So you're sitting in your living room watching the Redskins play the Bears, and as the game goes along, you can pick a different over-under? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so let's move from the That's living... actually one of my favorite bets was 
I made quite a bit of money on Chiefs over unders because they would they often go down early and then just score a ton of points and. So the over under would change when. Uh, like yeah, it would it would get lower and then inevitably the Chiefs would score a bunch of points and the over would get there. Oh, would would you or anybody make a number of different over under as the I mean like the after the first quarter the score is X and you go I'm going to take the over under of forty and then a uh, quarter goes by and the over under is now would the over under be for the whole game at that point like the halftime deal Yeah the half all the live in games it's for the whole game the halftime has a separate uh, each half they do make a separate line that's just the second half. And the reason for that is the second half is like the regular bets. They don't take the extra, the extra big, they're, they're minus 110 also. So those so are, can you bet? Those aren't considered in game. Is the there a time when they stop taking the bets? Like, can you um, bet the last minute in a basketball game? You can, the last, when it gets down to it, oftentimes they take it off like if it's too big a blowout but up until the last minute usually you can well and and that would be true in i guess nba college nhl and uh, nfl wow okay now let's take nhl is that's there's not a lot of goals i don't know how i don't do a lot of nhl betting but what about golf? Uh, I do a lot of golf betting. I, I lo- it's it's actually the most fun to bet on, really, because it's it's kind of simple and feel the the edge is less in that for the casinos, just because there's it's not as many variables. But so I, I saw on one tournament where there were you know a couple top ranking. PGA players in the foursome and they had a prop bet to see who would be closest to the pin on the par three. Is that just oh. a one-time funky deal that I heard? Or is that true? All the time. Um, they often have props like that. It, it kind of just depends on the, for like certain tournaments, like the, the Phoenix tournament, they have like a 16th hole thing. I think where you can bet on, you can bet on like, which of which of this which person of this threesome will win a particular hole you can usually bet on that for certain holes and not usually every hole but they'll like pick a few holes where which golfer do you think is gonna win this hole it's it's a ridiculous bet it's not no one would really ever have an edge at that it's not a good bet to make and so i assume during a golf tournament every day there's a different bet you can make that starts afresh for the second round or the third round or the fourth round Right. You can, the, I mean, just like NFL, they're, they're constantly updating the, the uh, golfers odds to either you can bet on a golfer to win the tournament, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40. And then you can also bet each golfer against another golfer that you can't just bet anyone. They, all the casinos like pick specific matchups and then, and you can bet, one golfer versus another either for one round or for the whole tournament and for you you've got to place your bets through a virginia casino since you're in virginia 
Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as I understand it, the Las Vegas Raiders had a sports betting book at their sports facility last year. Is that right? Do you know that? I don't know. I, I don't know much about that, to be honest. Um, I'm sure they do, and the new stadiums looks amazing. <laughs> it's going to be such a tourist attraction. Yeah, it is pretty cool, and I guess there's not much else to do in Las Vegas besides go to a, <laughs> at a certain time of the year. Uh, some of my buddies will go to a hockey game and a football game if they hit the right weekend, and uh, that'll be kind of cool. And I would assume that at some point Major League Baseball is going to be in Las Vegas. I don't know why they're not now. They've got a AAA facility there. But let's. I'm going to take a short break as we discussed. Uh, we're going to play some funky music. And uh, then we'll be back to talk about the uh, Washington Nationals uh, ballpark plans for gambling this year. All right. All right. All right. We're back on the podcast on the letter side of baseball with my son, Andrew. He has uh, got this great looking. I mean, you can put anything you want on your screen to make it look like you're sitting wherever you want to be. Sitting yeah, you there. can. Uh... If you just Google Zoom backgrounds, you can uh, you can get any background you want. Essentially, I'm trying to come up with a web design guy. Can you do design a web web page? Is that can I design a web? Yeah, page? I mean, you're a high. I can give you input. I don't. I don't. I couldn't actually um, be the okay. webmaster. I'd have to get a little training. I, you know, I got, uh, I talked to a guy in Lithuania today about he wanted to do it. And I decided you talk about betting with your credit card. That didn't seem like a, a smooth maneuver on my part. You dealt with <laughs> so how did you, uh, how did you meet the Lithuanian man? Thank you for asking that. He, he, he scans the web for, or, or iTunes and Apple for, podcasts that are out of this world and uh, he listened to my podcast and then started trending out. trending in the upwards direction i guess yeah i mean on the lighter side we're we're going crazy with numbers so you know he said he'd like to design a web page and it's pretty nominal amount and um looked like he was educated at ku but i must have been looking at the wrong google guy <laughs> and so we zoomed today and i finally i could barely understand what he was saying and I finally said, well, where are you? And he goes, in uh, Lithuania. And I go, oh, no wonder we couldn't get a phone call before noon. But anyway, that I'm, I'm going to figure it out because people are dying to have some interaction on the lighter side of baseball. And we're getting ready. What, for- uh, what are your plans for the website? Like, what, is, uh, what kind of content are you going to have that you can't do through the podcast? Well, I probably can do it through Facebook if I knew how to do Facebook. But what, what plans... I would have is like this guy did an example uh, an example of what he would do if he charged in it like very nominal amount but it might not be by the time he uses my credit card uh he put each podcast on there and then you can talk about what happened during the podcast i know people can just listen to find out what happened in the podcast you can put up little you know as you know uh we're into memorabilia so you can maybe put a little uh, memorabilia information about your guest, or you can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Um, and people can then have a, 
an area where they can ask you questions. Hey, dude, why don't you talk about sports betting? And I go, hey, man, that's great. I'll get Andrew on the phone. There's a, I'm sure you, I would imagine you have not heard, but there's a new memorabilia taking the uh, gambling world by storm. This NBA top shot. Have you heard anything about that? It's these uh, more. Is that like it's, it's like Bitcoin, but for baseball cards or sports cards? Kind of. It's it's a it's overlap. The Bitcoin community is in love with the uh, what they're called NFTs, which is non fungible token, and and basically these digital moments, like different basketball plays, are being put on on like uh, into these basically an image a, a video file, and people are. <laughs> paying obscene amounts of money for them like some of them are going for over a quarter million dollars like it's it's nuts what's the video file contained just like uh different like lebron certain lebron dunk the most popular one i guess is the lebron uh, kobe tribute like right after kobe uh passed away lebron did some sort of tribute after a big dunk and that's like the most expensive one is my understanding and, and so somehow it's unique. You're the only one that gets that. Uh, so no, like there's a limited amount, but you're not the only one. I don't know that much about it, to be honest. But there, say of that LeBron one, I think there's probably like 50 different ones. But certain ones are worth more than others. Like I don't know. It's like based on quality, or maybe I don't know. But but these. Uh, Every so often they have these like basically what they call pack drops where you get in a queue to they're releasing like a thousand of these packs and each one of them costs maybe a hundred dollars and like 80,000 people are like lining up. It's like online. It's like it's basically like concert tickets and is my understanding. And but then these you're getting these packs for a hundred bucks and they're reselling for like 10 grand plus it's. It's kind of insane, especially if it goes to other sports. I think it'd be great for golf. Like, it sounds like it'd be a huge money maker in golf. All the different golf shots and whatnot. I can't remember the name of the of the uh, company that I was talking about where they have <clears throat> like you can virtually get a Mickey Mantle rookie card and. It, they make a, they make a market and then they sell it and this, you know, on and on and on. It mm -hmm. sounds, sounds like this, a similar kind of a deal where it's just a digital, you don't get a, you don't get a cardboard 1952 Bowman card for making money. Right. You get, yeah. It's crazy. Everyone in the, uh, the Bitcoin gambling sphere just thinks this is going to be worth so much money. They're all like all in. <laughs> on on all these uh it's called nba top shot and so what are the packs of just whatever is a digital file? i don't even i don't know i haven't i haven't even signed up for an account i'm i'm thinking about signing up for an account just to see if i could get one of these little packs or something but um but i don't i don't know that much about it to be honest <clears throat> well i i did find a couple of greg maddox rookie cards the value the value of the baseball cards has skyrocketed through the pandemic. It's absolutely 
insane. Yeah. Guys like me, but guys that are high tech get on and trade their, their baseball cards online auctions, what have you. And like the Aaron rookie card and, in you know an eight or a nine conditions worth like thirty thousand bucks now i mean it's just a, a year ago is worth you know before hank died and before the pandemic yeah it's two thousand it's nuts it's really it's, it's really amazing yeah and, and the problem with the baseball cards is so much of the grading is in my opinion subjective so I get a Ken Griffey rookie card. I take it to a dealer and I go, look at this. This is great. $12,000 on eBay. And he goes, eh, the margins are poor. It's like, dude, they look fine. And then he pulls out 50 Griffey rookie cards that look just like it. So, you know, you you and your brothers can worry about that as the time goes by. But I I did find a couple Jordan Skybox cards that you guys had, we had collected at some point that are kind of cool. And, and yeah. again, that's just like gambling, if if we laugh, if there was a Honus Wagner card for fifty thousand dollars back when you know I probably had fifty dollars to buy a card with, and that fifty thousand yeah. dollar card now is worth seven or eight million bucks. And yeah, and that's why so many people are really uh, bullish on this this Top Shot because it's kind of the future in terms of it's kind of baseball cards of the future, basically. That's pretty cool let's let's shift you the last time we did a podcast you were talking a little bit about the the owner of the wizards in the stadium where the capitals play and the the hockey and the basketball trying to figure out how to capitalize on sports gambling and it sounds like whoever owns the nationals is going to do that this summer from what i understand have you heard anything about that i i to be honest i haven't i i haven't looked into that at all really i know I know the Wizards owner is Wizards Capitals owner is big on it, but I did, I had not heard about the Nationals. So I do know the the sports betting in DC is not great. It's the uh, the states can go in several different ways in terms of how they license and whether they set up a gaming commission or go through the lottery. And DC has decided to go through the lottery and. And there's only, I think there's only one sports book that they've like given a license to. So the, the betting lines are awful, like completely terrible for the betters because there's no competition. Like Virginia has five, Virginia is a lottery system, but they all, they so far have five operators. So it's the competition is huge in terms of keeping the lines reasonable. So when you place a bet, you can do it in one of five institutions. Yeah, so which which makes it more time consuming because you you anytime you make a bet you want to like look at which one is the best line because that's kind of one of the that's one of the few ways to as a as a not a novice sports better can kind of help his edge is to make sure you're getting the best line. So and but they do have there are websites that kind of show you the lines across all the books. So and so you always want to check the different books. So you always want to have a little bit of money on. So I have money on like five different sports books right now. And you just kind of choose the the best line. So as I understand, when the baseball season starts on April 1st, the Washington Nationals will have in-seat gambling 
Which means what? Just that game? I don't know what that means. I I would assume. I don't know. Like, like they're gonna have a console at your chair. Or... I, I I don't know either. And then and in the summer, they're planning to open a sports book, um, in, you know, the terrace areas of the uh, stadium that the Nationals play in, and there I could yeah, imagine I people can come in during the off days if they want to if they get in. And they're going to be able to utilize their facility, but but for the in-seat gambling and the Cubs, the Cubs are uh, cut a deal with um, DraftKings, and they're going to uh, open a sports book at at or near Wrigley Field and have in-game gambling at some point. So I assume what sort of yeah i don't know what that means because people can just do it on their phones anyway so i'm not sure exactly what that means i don't know if they're going to try to limit you know if you can limit person by zip code or where they are with the software you mentioned i wonder if you definitely can because so (laughs) another problem that dc is running into is that that you're not allowed to make any bets while you're on federal property (laughs) and like all of dc is like every every block is like federal property almost so you there are a ton of places like on the streets of dc where you can't even make a bet and i haven't made any bets in dc i just read that so in baseball what would you typically if you if you were doing uh, mobile gambling through your virginia casinos been watching the nationals play somebody what kind of bets would you make in baseball um I don't bet a lot for baseball. I don't know that I would be doing much in game. There's not a ton of in game betting in baseball. I don't think, but I mean, for baseball, it would just be like the pregame line for me. Maybe, uh, I guess. uh, So in baseball, the new it's it's not new, I guess now it's several years old, but you can bet on like the first five innings for a pitcher, like, whether he'll uh, whether he'll have so many strikeouts through the first five innings, or whether he wins, whether the pitcher wins the first five innings, you can bet on because it's much it's much more uh, controlled and there's less it's uh, it's it's more defined and easier to bet on because you know the pitcher is going to go five innings and it's not as uh, uh, what's the word Risky. I don't know well when the bullpen yeah. Are- used so do you think that's going to boost attendance to bring in guys with their mobile phone to bet um i don't i don't know to be honest i don't think so but it'll definitely it'll boost the tv attendance (laughs) i don't yeah i don't know i guess i guess it might people i'm just assuming it's just gonna make yeah Everyone's just going to be talking about betting during the game. Like, <laughs> well, I think that's right. And in baseball, you have like two minutes between every pitch. So you can, it's not like you're going to be, you know, pressed for time to make a bet. If you can bet on runs scored per inning or if you can bet on how many pitches the pitcher is going to, I mean, you can, you can do that. You used to, you can like bet on, I don't know if you can. You used to be able to like bet on, in football, like whether the next play is going to be a run or pass or, and then like you can bet on whether this player's 
for baseball is going to strike out or walk or get a hit, a home run. Okay. So with all the, so the the biggest problem, there's one huge problem with the in-game betting, which is that oftentimes the timing of it is very uh, difficult in, especially with basketball. Oftentimes the casino, you'll like, you'll try to make a bet and then it'll, you'll just get the little spinning circle while they're kind of trying to decide whether they want to take your bet. And so the casinos kind of get a mini free roll in terms of they can like wait a half second and, and decide whether something changes in their favor or your favor. And then if it changes in the player's favor, they can just basically not take the bet and you basically have no recourse as a player. And so that's, that's the, by far the biggest issue is in game is, is the fact that the casinos, the, the timing of everything is difficult and they can just, they can just reject bets if they want and just take extra time to decide whether they want to take your bet or not. Do you get a notice when the bet is placed that you've been? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. When it happens, you get a notice. And so, I mean, baseball is obviously not as tough as basketball because there is so much downtime. Let me ask you this. What if, let's just say that um, I'm pitching for the Washington nationals and um, you're going to be at home with the phone. And I say, dude, put as much as you can on us losing today. And uh, cause I don't think I'm going to have my curveball. Um, what's to prevent that as a you? pitcher. Yeah. Like I'm pitching and I control the game and I can throw room service fastballs. You lay a million dollars there and they don't connect me. I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing to prevent that is the pitcher makes a lot more money off of pitching well than he could ever get down on a, gambling bet like Andrew, come on go you're, what do you mean no you're you right. can't even get you can't even get more than five thousand dollars and his him him pitching in a game is worth millions so you're saying that they put a lid on it's a, just a dumb argument for i mean in college i could see that like it's it's a dumb argument for host, professional sports nothing, they nothing's dumb when you're the host well monetarily it doesn't make any sense if for the professional players what if you can bet a million dollars on it you can't though. You can't bet a million dollars anywhere. It's like fantasy football. What if what if uh, um, Mahomes decided that you know he wanted to be bad one week and he had a ton of money on his fantasy football with DraftKings or FanDuel? Why would he? He makes so much more money off of being good every week. Okay, let's take a mediocre guy, <laughs> the backup quarterback for the. But you see where I'm going. Because the segue is... I mean, you're making arguments that have been made since the beginning of time, but the the thing is with the more regulated, the more sports betting you have, the easier it is to detect those types of anomalies and the easier it is to detect whether something shady is going on. Like, this is a huge issue in tennis gambling. Like, gambling's huge in tennis, but, like, there is... There there have been several issues with people throwing tennis matches just because it's so easy, it's one person can do it. You only need one person. And well, so, same but the, the gambling, NBA. like the more the gambling happens, the the easier it is for people to tell when something's happening and they usually get in trouble for it. Like, because <laughs> it's kind of obvious. It's, it's oftentimes obvious because of the amount of money that's 
being put down and does anybody throw, ever I mean, on, does anybody ever bet on soccer yeah a lot of people do nowadays boy there's a yawner that that somebody scores a goal that could be the over under kind of, take the under every day well i know you're a huge fan of soccer i am so i was building up to although you didn't go with me uh to finish up this great show i was building up to why wouldn't pete rose get into the hall of fame if all these guys can bet on their own team you know the even if it's only five grand we're getting we're getting we you you know we discussed this last time right yeah and I, I, but now i'm on the side of the i'm on the side of there is absolutely no integrity issue if you're betting on your team to win it it doesn't make any sense to me if if in fact you're betting on your team to win why there's any integrity issue whatsoever what about of joe course jackson? if you're betting on your team to lose that's a huge difference so joe jackson supposedly bet on his team to lose but he hit like 350 in the world series so either i've seen eight men out he, what's that i've yeah. seen eight men out well yeah but they're real black Sox, not the movie um it's a great movie what a great movie all right um anything else you want to add on gambling tonight before we do you know the third series on gambling other than now it seems like it's a lot more easy for you to bet maybe not i don't know is the virginia deal made it easier to bet yeah i i lost more money on the super bowl because gambling was legal in virginia i'll i'll say that much okay but you know you gotta take everything as it comes same in the stock market you gotta you gotta suffer but celebrate your victories so you know it's not they don't have these big casinos for nothing right it's just yeah. recreation so we should give a disclaimer to all the folks out there that you are not addicted to gambling and that your father had nothing to do with your interest in gambling correct yes and okay. nothing nothing said during this program is gambling advice or investment advice or any way shape or form make your own decisions do your own due diligence spoken like a true attorney all right buddy that was fun very informative yeah. uh the best thing might have been your zoom screen but still everything else was a lot of fun don't go so anywhere. do you put this on youtube is there any video uh that goes up or no because that's what a lot of the podcasts are doing now is they put all their podcasts on youtube a lot of the guys video, that the video part of you it. to be a technical assistance to on the lighter side a lot of guys are doing live live feeds on their youtube so that mm -hmm. You can see the guests and you can see the host. Uh, yeah. No, no. Although. So my screen's not going to see the light of day, basically, is what you're saying. My, my... Now, there will be an audio in the cloud. And my Zoom cloud will have this as a video and an audio. I do know the difference. <laughs> you're wondering that for a minute, weren't you? Uh, but if I can figure out how to save this beautiful thing onto a disc or something like you could see it it'd be something to show your kids memorable well i mean you you're recording that you will get a a video recording of it right yes and i save you, you and you get it in the cloud or on disc do you, uh, do you so save locally or in the cloud cloud oh so you can just send me that link then and then i can see it 
when you come back to Kansas City, you can send the link to you. I wouldn't know how to do it. It sends you an email, right? You could just forward that email to me. Doesn't it send you an email? I don't know. We'll talk about it off air. Oh, yeah. We're still. Are you cutting this out of the podcast? No, everything's live and and good. So let me uh, tell everybody good night and I'll be right back on the lighter side of baseball. (laughs) 